NG Meets is brought to you by NG Digital. Visit our website at www.ng-digital.co.uk and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash NG Digital or follow us on Twitter at NG Digital UK. Hello, welcome back to NG Digital for a brand new episode of NG Meets. This is episode 7 and this show's guest is Dave Tong. Dave is founder and organiser of the NLC and Orange Amplifiers Rocking for the Children Festival. That's taking place at the Maze on the May Bank holiday, the 5th and 6th of May. It's the 8th festival that they've put on and it's the final one. It's been dubbed hashtag... 2018 the final legacy this is uh the last time this festival will be taking place it's so far raised over twenty thousand pounds for uh, great children's charities uh RACPA and nlc awareness for autism we had a chat with dave about how the festival got started how it dates back to his uh noise level critical radio show some of his great memories from the festival as well as its legacy and also what next. So enjoy this. Be sure to check it out all our other shows at ngdigital.podbean.com and of course available on iTunes and other podcast apps depending on what network you're on. And the new website is still in progress. We hope to have that soon. But this is NG Meets Episode 7 with our guest Dave Tong. here with Dave Tong, who is, I guess, head honcho, top man of uh, Noise Level Critical. Yeah, CEO. That's good. CEO? I like CEO. Yeah, CEO. CEO. That's how good. He's yeah. got a million under senses. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll obviously come to the way the, the team's developed over yeah, the years. And sure. But uh, for those that don't know, Noise Level Critical um, started off as a radio show. It did. And developed into a festival. Yeah, by default in a way. Yeah. Um, the radio show started in 2011. Uh, as a mate, uh, one of my lad's mates wanted a, a rock show in his local radio station uh, on the internet. So I agreed, yeah, I'll do that. Never knowing what was going to turn out from this. Would I have agreed it now? <laughs> but we started out, and then this radio show, obviously with internet radio, not to bore people, but you have certain bands where you have a server and you can only pay for certain servers yep, up yeah. to a certain size. And this server was for 300 listeners. Within three weeks, we broke his server. So it was difficult, money-wise, couldn't afford it. So we decided, well, what we'll do is we'll have a gig, get some local bands on, raise some money to pay for another year of the radio, yeah. etc. Unfortunately, in that period, that radio station went under, uh, and we transferred to an American station, uh, Rockstars Glued. The gig then became a fundraiser for Rock Against Child Pornography and Abuse, UK which is who we're still with. So that is how it originally started. And the first one was in August 2011, ever since they've been on Maybank College. Yeah. Um, and it was a one-day festival. Um, and we had Laura Pearson. You probably know Laura Pearson from, from one of the promoters. Yes, yeah. she wrote she, she helped me. Yeah, she helped me. Um, and we decided to have two stages, one upstairs, one downstairs. And we had 20-odd bands on. And I said I would never do that again. Two stages in one day was just two more. This was at the maze. Yeah, I think the, the door fee was like two pound or three pounds to get <laughs> in, um, and we we were so happy because I think we raised three hundred and eighty quid in that first year. I thought, this is amazing. Never knowing what was going to come from. Yeah. That, so. And now we are seven years. Seven oh. years and festival number eight. Yeah. Uh, no longer doing the radio show because that, that did take up a hell of a lot of time. It ended up at sort of six hours a week. Yeah, it's... And when you're working and you've got to prepare. Um, but the festival's carried on uh, until this year. And this is this is the final one, eight years on. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you think you announced that just before last year, didn't you, that this would be the... We did. Last year's was always going to be the last one. 
and then I got talked into <laughs> an extra into an extra one like you do. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the, the the money barrier, breaking a certain money barrier, was the thing that said, "Yeah, okay, we'll do it." Um, we wanted to break twenty thousand pound, and we uh, we ended up at eighteen and a half last year. So, so well, go on then, let's do it. Yeah. So, so hence we're here again, but this is the last one. And you you have you thanks to the ticket sales and things, you 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 have passed that barrier. We've already passed the twenty thousand yeah. pound barrier now. Um, Probably, I think we're around about twenty, twenty-one thousand. Yeah. And um, obviously, things are still growing. There's still things to sell. There's still raffles. There's all yeah. sorts of things to sell. But yeah, it's all sold out. So unfortunately, if anybody did want to come, they can't. No, because <laughs> I mean, all the tickets have gone, which is brilliant. I mean, there's always um, it's worth keeping an eye out occasionally. Obviously, exactly. We've had one or two pull out. Yeah. But can't go. So there's always bits and pieces. But well, yeah, you know, never know. Someone gets called into work yeah. or something. But this is this is the fourth year now that we've um, sold out. Sure. Yeah, I think through the the other work that that, that me and Joey do with with Nottingham Alive and Engine Joe, we I think we've been uh, involved since probably twenty twelve something yeah, like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we, about we, six years, isn't it? You you came onto my old. That's how we. I think we first met. You came onto my show on my. That's station, right. You we were based in Bullwell. That's the one upstairs in the little uh, cupboard. As you say, <laughs> it was tiny. It was in the back of a computer shop um, in the garage. But like you say, unfortunately, as is the case mm. with your original host, that station itself couldn't survive. Mm. Um, but yeah, and so that's how we. You came on and um, talked about that. Which I think was would have been a 2013 show because that's when we were doing it. Yeah, it would have been. I don't think people realise the costs and the time involved with, with even the internet radio. Yeah. You know, you still got to have your licences, you've got to have your servers and everything else. And yeah, for, for a lot of yeah. these little people, they can't can't survive. With and unfortunately, filling that amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I so you know, yeah. until you're talking. Yeah. You know, I know there are ones that just run sort of the odd show with mm. streaming music through the that's right. thing. But if you want to fill up, you know, if you want to fill a radio station, that's it. With, with original content, that's a well, lot. You were very similar to, to what I did in that you had live bands. Yes. And you used to have the live bands come in and play during the show, which is similar to what we did. Yeah. So there's a, there's a heck of a lot of time involved in, in getting that sorted out. Isn't it was. So, that was good fun. Good that, days. Good days. That was effectively what stopped our show because yeah. the station had to move to a smaller place yeah. that wouldn't accommodate live. Yeah. yeah I think good you, times, though, mate. Good yeah, times. it's all good fun. Yeah. And it, it, the, the people, I probably couldn't do this. If yeah. it wasn't for things, I certainly couldn't do this. It wasn't well, the, the fe- let's put it, the, the festival, the, eight, the, the you know, doing eight festivals would never have happened without the radio. Yeah. And, and to be fair, having the promotion from the radio for six of the, the you know, the festivals and people like yourselves promoting it, that's what grew it. Uh, and, and doing the radio show got out to people from in Scotland, Wales, because it's on the internet. People can get yeah. to it everywhere. And what I will say is our festival... Um, crew, nobody's from the East Midlands that helped me run it. Yeah, and the ticket sales. If I say there's two, if say if, if I say we sold 180 tickets, I would say to you, there's only maybe 36 or 40 of them tickets from the Nottingham Derby area. Yeah. Everything else is from outside of the area. So we've got people coming from Scotland. And got a guy coming back from Sweden. He wants to do it with Wales down south. The, the north of England is, is prevalent, a lot yeah. from the north, which is great for the maids because they like drinking, so it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, without the radio, it would, would never have happened. Yeah. And we wouldn't have made the contacts with people like Rackper, Rockins, Child Pornography, um, and, and the support that we've tried to give them and what they do is, is all part of the ethos of, of where we are. Right? Yeah. So it's, you know... Yeah, radio played a big part in what we do. Definitely. So, and, uh, I mean, we, I, I want to talk a bit about the sponsors in a bit, yeah, obviously. Yeah, sure. That's one of the main reasons why you do it. Mm. So, getting back to sort of how you got involved in this, you said you started uh, Noise Level Critical because a friend of your, your last yeah. wanted a show. Yeah. What Were you involved in the sort of rock and metal scene prior to that? Only from being a fan. Just a fan, yeah. Literally just from being a fan. Uh, and he wanted a rock radio show. And most of his mates were obviously into uh, the old dance music, yeah. and the drum and beat, bass, and all this. <laughs> so, and an old fart like me was <laughs> to, to rock and metal since the early seventies. Like, yeah, go on, I'll do it. Um, and what I found straight away was what 
there was a local scene. And I'd, I hadn't been around that local no. scene. And I'd always like looked at the mainstream, which is great. But there was a massive local scene at the time. I mean, we're talking, you know, it was JD and the FDCs, yep. his casket, Isolasis, uh, who else? Dreaded Monkey, NG26. That list goes on and on and on. You think, wow, there's some good stuff here. Yep. So, so what I then decided to do was to change a mainstream, playing mainstream songs into Let's Get the Local Band. Yeah. Grand Ultra were on the very first show. Good, yeah, yeah, which is quite hard because then Grand Ultra have split up. And yeah. Grand Ultra are back and they're playing the last festival. Which yes, is really. I mean, so the last festival again, we'll, yeah. we'll focus on that yeah. a bit, but that, that is it almost, you could almost call it a reunion. It is, so. it is. There's quite a few like that. And it, it was great in, in the, the early years of we went out to gigs and we did interviews at gigs and they, the, the bands came into the what we called the back room, which was like basically our back living room. And we turned it into a, a studio where people, you know, they played live in there. I'm not sure whether the neighbours enjoyed it, but <laughs> they played live in there. And we did a lot of band takeovers where bands came yeah. in. And they literally took over two hours of the show with me just pl- playing with the buttons while they did the radio yeah. shows, which was great. And, and there was so much interaction through the social media, which at that time was, was just taking off and was fantastic. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was a great few years. Met, you know, you, it's, it's, it's like it's weird, isn't it? You, you meet your heroes. I mean, one of the first bands I, I ever interviewed was Tiger Tales. Go back to the eight, late eighties. Yeah, massive fan of Tiger Tales, and then suddenly you stood there interviewing <laughs> these people. So we, did, we interviewed Sue Quattro on Skype, and we thought, oh, she'll just be on Skype and just talk to us. Oh no, put your video on, boys. And there she is on TV. <laughs> and, and what we thought was going to be a ten-minute interview turned in, and it was a forty-minute interview and an hour and a half just talking to Sue Quattro. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is like crazy. But it's just good times. It's good fun. I think you get an element of that because, you know, with fans doing this as opposed to presenters that have been given a show. Yeah, yeah. And I think the interviewees pick up on that. Yeah. I mean, and it was always interesting when we did it as well because it's, some, some, it's interesting, the difference, because you do get, the, you know, you get some bands coming who just, they can't do interviews. They don't. But then you'll get the others where you can't get them out of you know, <laughs> I think having the, it's a laid back approach is the easy way. And, yeah. and the people that say to me, What's your questions? What? Yeah. Well, I haven't got any. You, you haven't brought any questions. I said, No, so let's just see how it goes. And that used to then turn into a half hour chat rather yeah. than a, who, who, Who's your favorite band? What was your first memory? We didn't, they never did any of that. Entirely the, the sort of idea behind this podcast yeah, exactly. now. Yeah, I just yeah. had, um, I'm a fan of the whole podcast mm. and I'd like this, I, this scene where. It isn't just Q and A, Q and A. Oh, why yeah. do you do this? Why do you do that? And you get some fascinating stories come up because you, you stories do. just go off. You do. I mean, I mean, one of the shows we did was um, the Art of Rock. It was Jamie Delrix and Rob Lane, two two people yes, that oh, uh, the whole was, of the local yeah. scene will know. And that wasn't so much as a let's play a track, let's play a track, let's play a track. In a, in a two hours, there may have only been twelve songs played, but the stories, yeah, and the the history, and and just talking about the music scene and various things. And that used to get a massive following. Just people, I think people just are interested in what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. You've got to offer that, haven't you? Because in these days, if people just want to listen to the songs, they can just put a playlist on Spotify. <laughs> well, you have. And I also think as well is with, with, with your commercial radio stations and even your TV, if you watch – I was watching Joe Elliott the other day, and he was on – was it Good Morning Britain? And they asked the questions, where did Def Leppard start from? Yeah. On. If you're a rock fan, everybody knows these are the same questions that have been asked for 50, yeah. 20, 30, 40 years. Do something original. Just have a chat with these yeah. people you know, and, and get the stories out. You know, Everybody already knows. After 40 years of a band, I'm sure people know where you came from. Yeah. Oh, are you touring? Where are you touring? That's, that's the problem. Yeah. Something like that is, that is purely... They're on there for an ad- advertisement, it is. aren't they? It is. And, and every radio station, every yeah. TV station asks the same questions over and over, and they must get totally fed up with it. Yeah. So when you sit there and you go, I haven't got any questions, shall we just have a chat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. It, it sort of works, and, it, you know, it's enjoyable because you, you get some good laughs out of it. You also well. find they're the kind of things that those people are then far more likely to spread mm. the word about. And that, you know, you'll know yeah. doing the festival and doing internet radio, mm. social media – Probably the only reason I, I couldn't do any of the stuff I do if there wasn't. So I mean, and I know it's getting harder because Facebook is clamping down and making it yeah. more. And I'm finding 
you know, it's much more difficult to get information out. But in the early days, I could reach the kind of people that would have cost me yeah. thousands of pounds of newspaper. You could get out there and, and get to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I mean, one, one of the other interviews I did was Joe Lynn Turner. Um, it was in Rainbow. When I went to see him, Rainbow, it was Stafford in, oh, it would be 1980. And I just happened to say to him, I, was, I remember seeing you at Stafford playing for Rainbow. He says, oh, in that smelly cow shed. <laughs> Which he was with the Bingley Hall with the old cow yeah. um, place where they did cattle markets. And he just went off on this tangent about this whole weekend that they'd had in this smelly cow shed. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I don't like this. It's, you know, this is it's cool, really. And they said, nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's something you can only, yeah. that can only happen because you're a fan and, and you're you've there been, and you, you've got shared experience, it, yeah. which, you know, yeah. your listeners, even if they weren't at that gig, they'll they'll have that the gig they were at the, where they mm. can, you know, you know yeah. everyone's been to the back end pub or the yeah. dive bar or... So yeah. those stories resonate, don't they? Mm. So radio is a great, great, great way of finding new bands, I think, as well. And and you say Facebook used to be, that's dying off a bit. But still, there's a lot, still a lot of radio stations out there that do a hell of a lot of good work. Yeah. Or I don't call, we don't like to call it the, uns, the unsigned. It's, it's the, what we call the underground scene. Yeah. Because you can have some big bands that are unsigned. Uh, but the underground scene, you know, they've got a lot of support out there at the minute. And there's some big bands coming through as well, which is, is really nice. It is. And I think, again, there's the online presence helps mm. you know there is more opportunities for bands although it is also it's far more difficult to actually make a living at it mm. because there's so much free yeah i mean one of the first bands that came on the show was scarlet riot uh and we also they they, they we were also the, f- the first people to bring them to nottingham on the first uh, festival well they played download twice i was going to say that i mean they played second stage at download not like mid- middle ones you know they're, they're, they're flying high it's stone broken last year they're all over yeah, the place they're this year. Yeah, they're a good year. You know, I won't be able to afford Stoke um, Broken this year. <laughs> you had, um, and you've had, you know, bands like Faran. They're, they're back again. Yeah, and they back. came from the... Yeah, Rathchild. Rathchild was a great one. Yeah. Rathchild, the old glam, the glam rockers of Rathchild. I, I was a fan of theirs in the late 70s. And getting them guys on board was just, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you obviously, um, as you said, you, you had to to let the internet radio mm. station go. And I've seen you, you've commented before about how much more difficult it's been to keep in the loop. Because mm. obviously, that goes, something else falls in its place, doesn't it? As is, is always a way. Always, know, right? always. So is, do, you, do you miss that? Not, not really. I don't, I don't miss doing the radio show. You, you'll have pangs where you're something, oh, I wish we were doing it. But then you look, you think, no, seriously. It was it was a lot of hard work, and I, I don't really miss it. I suppose I miss going to as many things that we did because um, we used to get obviously used to get a lot of press in, like yeah. meeting people at Evans Basement down at the back of um, Rock City. They did a live live session for us in the basement of Rock City, um, and you get people like Black Veil Brides there. Yeah, so you, you miss that sort of interaction, but the actual of Doing the show, I think it's just a lot of hard work, really. The thing with the, not being in the loop, a lot of that, I think, is, is what you've already said. It's to do with social media yeah. and, and the way that social media has cut that interaction mm-hmm. um, to a more 70% adverse and 30% interaction, if I dare yeah. even say that. And a lot of these sponsored posts that you don't even want to see. So there is that. <coughs> but no, I don't miss that. Think I, I mean, I, I think what people don't realise when you talk to them and tell them you do a or did a radio show, and oh, that sounds amazing, but it's it's only sort of twenty percent of that time you're working on is actually the bit where you're on air, <laughs> you know, perhaps even less. You know, you can take a week to plan <coughs> a weekly show, can't it? To, to be contact everyone to, to sort the music, you know, like you said, like you like we did, you have live guests. As soon as you add that in, that's a lot of work getting that sorted because you've generally, especially if you're doing it on a weeknight, because then you've got people coming from different places where they work. Yeah. You've got to get them together. Get, you know. It's a lot of hard work. Just just, just doing that, getting yeah. things together is, is, is the hard work. The actual two hours of the show, yeah, that flies by. And, you, you know, that's the enjoyable bit. It's all the other stuff. Yeah. Trying to get things sorted and being in the right place to do these interviews and, and all the rest of it. And But, yeah, it, it, it was an enjoyable Six, six or seven years, right? Six years. So uh, can't knock it. And anybody who does it, big, big respect yeah. for all them people who do it. 
It's it is it's definitely. And obviously, as you said, without the radio show, there wouldn't be a what it is. He's now rocking for children. That's sort it, of yeah. NLC. Yeah, it's NLC um, Festival. Um, and when did we change that? Was it 2015? I think it was. So we've done 11, 12, 13. We've done four. Uh, all for Rock Against Child Pornography and Abuse. So literally, anybody who doesn't know the festival, we, we start every year with a zero budget. We don't have any money. Yeah. Which is going to sound crazy to a lot of people, I know. But we start we start with nothing. Uh, we have the venue, the maze. And Gals at the Maze has been unbelievable. We've always been there, right from yeah. 2011. And he's never charged us for the venue, ever. Which is fantastic. That's, yeah. The only year we ever paid for a sound engineer was the first year. So since then, we've never paid for sound or anything. The whole weekend to us yeah. has been free. So that enables us to have a good starting point without having to think, well, we're going to pay for a venue. We then go for bands and we, we, we ask bands. What I don't do is I don't do this voting system and, and, I, and I don't say name who you want and all the rest of it. I still have it in my head probably because of the radio show again, the sort of bands that we want. And I'll get a lot of people saying, oh, we'll play. Yeah, but you really don't think, oh, we've been on all the festivals. Yeah, I know you've been on all the festivals, but yeah, okay, I'm a bit of a despot. I know that. But this is where we are. Yeah. We're not into the metal and the screamo and the thrash and the rest of it. We're into a, I don't know, sleazy rock, melodic rock. Um. <clears throat> punk rock, that type of thing. So we find the bands and all the bands over the eight festivals, none of them have taken any money either. Yeah. And that's a fee or even travelling. So that enables us to basically do the festival without a budget. Um, then we've got sponsors who come on board over the years, like yourselves, that pay for things like lanyards or I don't know, posters, banners, everything else. Um, and that's how we've done it. So literally every penny that is raised goes to the charities. Yeah. Um, obviously things like T-shirts, we pay for T-shirts, but then obviously you get your money back yeah. for T-shirts and you make money. So anything we can that we can pay out on that we can make money is a worthy thing. We've always tried to, even with things for the, for the fans, we... I know we keep saying, I keep saying, I'm asking for money, I'm asking for this. But it's always to try and give something back. So, like raffle prizes, we try and get the best raffle prizes we can because it's going to, if they sell pay, the, you know, sell tickets, but they, they get something back. So, it's, it's all about that balance, really. Yeah. Um, but starting with no budget in 2011, we literally finished with no budget in 2018, eight <laughs> years later, where everything that has been made. Has gone to the charities. So. Oh, well, as you said, that's you know, or oh, 20, 21,000 at the minute. At the minute, yeah, it, it, I think it'll right, it's still rise a little, a little bit. I think we've got some great raffle prizes again, which people will see. Um, we've had a lot of exclusives. We, you know, we had a set of drums donated two years ago. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Mickey Rich yeah. Trick Drums in the USA, they raised a lot of money. Uh, we've had guitar three years ago that was signed by people on vacation. That I think that raised four five hundred pound last year. We had a, a guitar uh, donated, um, and the Wild Arts. We had the whole of the Wild Arts, including the ex Wild Arts, get that <laughs> signed. I think that went for about six hundred and fifty seven hundred quid. Um, so a lot of money's been raised yeah. in that way. We've cut back on all that this year. It's, it's just going to be a raffle and what have you. But this year is a, is a farewell party, really. Yeah, it's, I mean, you've, you've dubbed it final legacy, yeah. haven't you? And yeah, it, it is. I mean, people say, oh, it's a bit egotistical, a legacy. But to us and to the people around us, it is a bit of a legacy, it's, really. Yeah, I think uh, it is. So it's, you know, in this in this climate, mm. so to, speak, to, to be able to keep a festival, you know, run by yourselves, going for, for eight years, yeah. you know, without, you know, Financial backing and massive or loans or corporate big corporation. I think that is a, a legacy. I think, I'm certainly I think it is. I think it is. But what I want people to realise it isn't about what I do. None of this has ever been about what I do as a festival. It's always been about the charities, yeah. the bands, and the supporters, and the sponsors. Because without any of them, 
this festival would have never gone from 2017 yeah. to 2018. I could do everything I wanted, but without these people, they're the ones that made this festival work. And this is why a lot of people have said it's not a festival, it's, it's not an event, it's actually a social gathering of rock fans. Yeah. And that is what it is. People come back every year, year on year, um, just, you know, for this, this weekend in Nottingham, because it's about them, and we try to make it about them. And I think that's why the bands enjoy it, because they can interact with the fans, the fans interact with the band, everybody mingles, everybody helps each other. So it's just like this one big unit of people that make this festival. Yeah, I mean, you know, people. A few years ago, somebody said to me because I was having some. If you have, if anyone ever listens to my radio show, we used to open up with uh, loud music and everything else, all opera music, just for the laugh. And we used to have the guy off um, X Factor. Oh, the yeah, voice saying um, Big D superstar in his own mind. So we say, you egotistical. <laughs> I'm not at all. This is just a bit of fun. Yeah. I'm about for everybody else. So I had to have a T-shirt with that Prince Dominic on the back of <laughs> Superstar in my own mind. So that's where all that comes from. Yeah. But I'm always there. That I know that without all these people, without all the support, without all the backing, without the bands, well, there would be no festival. So... I think the fact that people, like you said, are traveling all over, you know, mm. spending four or five times as much on a hotel room than they are on a ticket is well, a testament to the popularity. I mean, that I, is, that is obviously, I um, follow on the Facebook through the year from the moment that, you know, and it is a, you often see so many posts about where to stop, Yeah, you know, yeah. where, you know, where can we stay? Where can we? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the hotels around the area. Are just sold out yeah on this weekend it's crazy we even tried to do a deal one year with two of the hotels and they said no so well, why not because all we sell out anyway yeah there's nothing in it for them oh <laughs> you know yeah but we're the ones that are selling it yeah. all, all the people coming here said yes but there's no point <laughs> okay but, uh... fair enough <laughs> can't, can't win that one can i really so yeah that's just yeah they're not doing they don't do deals. No, if they're going to sell out anyway. Yeah, they people do. are booking it anyway. People, people I know last year, people actually bought the hotels for this year, last year. So. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, really. So, it's excellent. It's great. And like you said, um, it's, it, that's what it's about this week uh, mm. coming up. And uh, I'm, I'm, I was thinking you're going to have to go into hiding over the whole weekend because otherwise you're just going to have – People all weeping, going, you've got to keep going, you've got to keep going. No, they know. Like you said, they talk they, to you. No, they know. <laughs> they know this one is the last. The, the... Put yourself in the corner. I've, I've already told them. There's no even doing it because it is not happening. <laughs> it finishes this year. That is it. There is no more. See, I've got um, that. It's like that. Remember when Steve Redgrave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, it, it takes up a lot of your time. It takes yeah. up a lot of your family time. A lot more than the radio show. Um. But again, it's been an enjoyable time. It's been an enjoyable ride doing it. And we've met some unbelievable people. I mean, we've got the Geordie Brigade that we call them, you know, Colin and, and all that, and Jason. And they, all, they come every time. We've made good friends with them. Uh, we're friends with a lot of the bands and the, the families. And then friendships will continue because if we go out to gigs and festivals, we're going to meet them. You know, and that, that's what it's all about. And you do, I think NL, NLC, as we call it, has got. A hardcore of people, probably about sixty or seventy people that we, you know, you'll see at probably seven or eight other festivals. The same people, yeah, uh, and that's fantastic. That's brilliant. And then you've got all the other people on the outskirts. But then you have people coming last year saying, "Oh no, next year's the last." I mean, they've been to this year. <laughs> oh, sorry, but they booked. So yeah, yeah. they all come in, and, and that's that's great. That's the great thing about it. And and you know, even the maze has become. It isn't a venue for that two days it becomes like a home and i don't i don't know whether well i should say this but, but i arrive on a saturday morning and gaz goes there's the keys sort yourself out and off he goes back to bed Fair enough. great you know and he loves that and then he'll come down to open up the bar and everything else 
but that's the relationship yeah. we build with them as well. Um, and Ben, who used to be at the Maison, now runs Imperial Brewery. Obviously, he does the beers, and we've, we've had beers. Yeah, Speciality beers brewed for us. We've had competitions on um, brewery visits. And, again, it's always trying to – I mean, the brewery visits was – if you bought a ticket before a certain time, you go into a draw and you win it. Yeah. So there was no cost involved, but it was giving something back to them people that supported yeah. us, which is what we've always tried to do. That's, that's, that's what you've got to do. And, and I think that is one of the reasons why we are small, but it has been a success. And, and over the last three years, I've said, shall we move it? And they've all gone, no, 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 I don't want to move. We've got to come back to the maze. That's what it's all about. Not even the maze is, is what it's about, really. So. I think, it is, to me, that is is easily one of the best venues. I, I, I love the maze as a, a small venue. If we say small, I mean, up to 250 capacity. I don't think there's anywhere to be no. in Nottingham. I know a lot of bands go to the Bodega. Sorry, anybody who's listening, if you're from the Bodega, but I cannot stand that venue. I, it's the stairs up to the top. The changing rooms are tiny. You've got to take all the kit upstairs. Yeah. I mean, I would even hate to think that we have to lug all that orange gear yeah. up onto that stage up them stairs. Kills us at the maze. <laughs> but to, you just couldn't do it. I mean, we'll see when... Um... <coughs> Gaz and Steph do a yeah, amazing job there, Fantastic. and you can look, and there is, there isn't a Nottingham musician or band that haven't sort of honed their craft. You know, Jay Book, Jay Book, one of the most famous ones, isn't he? Exactly, yeah, you know, ferocious dog. Yeah, you know they all started there. They're getting huge as well. Um, so yeah, and the, the thing about the maze is as well, it's it's one of them venues that. He looks better in, in the dark. <laughs> well, this has been done up and looks really yeah. cool at the minute. Um, but you've got that that stage, that familiarity with people, that closeness. And I think what we found is selling out, yes, it's busy. Now they've got aircon, it's fantastic. But because the stage is so close and the fans are so close to the band, the band plays off the fans and the fans play off the band. Yeah. And the atmosphere is just unbelievable. It just becomes a huge party. And one of the things, I I always send um, a load of emails out to all the bands, which obviously you you do. I always put in there, you're welcome to stay the whole weekend. That's what your passes are for. Don't worry about mistakes. Don't worry about not being perfect. Just come and have a good time and a party. Yeah. And it's so we're trying to take the pressure off anybody thinking, oh, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And it just works. It, the band's been unbelievable. Like some of the gigs, the gigs they put on there, they've just been on fire. They really have. I think you can you can always tell when a band's having fun rather than just going through oh, the set, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, definitely. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Stone Broken when we had them last year, they'd already played some big venues. I mean, they're playing some massive venues now. Um, but the fans were like right on the toes. You know, yeah. you're literally touching the toes, aren't you? And it's that close. It's a low stage, and it was it was absolutely fantastic. And Fire Road is another band. I mean, they're, they're supporting Stereophonics in Dublin Arena, Belfast <laughs> Arena, and all over the place at the minute. I think well, they played for us last year. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing that you know the, the way it happens. It's great to see those bands <laughs> when you can look and see how they're doing. Because yes. you know, it's a hard it's a hard road. There's a lot of bands, mm. and then there's a lot, unfortunately, that won't. Like you know, a lot for a lot. Um, like life gets in the way, especially in a, a university town where, like Nottingham, where we've got a lot of young bands that eventually. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always, I love following the sort of routes where you get these bands. And you've, there's, there's some like with bands you've had on. You can see them. These have gone this way to this band and this band, and you will have a band on that'll have members on from other bands you might have had on. Well, the, years that, that's happening this year because obviously we've got a few re- reform bands. Dip. Is one of the one of the Nottingham bands. I think they play a gig once every five years. Or so. Yeah. Well, that band you've got members at Teenage Casket Company. Daz Mondo, who was in JD and FTCs in Dip. Fluid is a band we've never had on, but Fluid is Polly, who is lead singer from Idle Dead. That was yeah. the original band. That band is made up of members of other bands that are also playing the weekend. <laughs> so there's quite a few of them yeah. doubling up on you know playing playing with the original Excellent. bands, their proper bands and, and the original bands. So. Um, we were going to have Suicide Tuesday back. Unfortunately, Ozzy's not very well, so they can't play. Um, so we wish Oz all the best. But they, they did a charity single for us quite a few years ago. Uh, yeah, we're not going to take it, which is actually turning 
to the anthem of the festival and it always finishes on that. So that's that's quite cool. Um and then we also formed the NLC All Stars, which was yeah. that three years ago. And I'd seen this done um the Trash Fest in Finland. Uh and Mama Trash got the what did she call the Trash Stars. What a great idea. So we sort of copied that. It wasn't, you know, nowhere original. We copied it. Yeah, we, we, we literally just took it and went, yeah, we'll do that. I don't think there's anything in no. these days that isn't, that hasn't been done, is there? No, and we, that, that started off, uh, there was Mickey Richards on drums. There was uh, Laney, Rob Lane on bass. JJ, uh, out of school 16, now the main grains on yeah. rhythm guitar. And Rich Shaw, XNG26, now Cradle of Phil. Yeah, was, yeah. What a guy that is. That is, yeah. What a top man with Richards. Was on... Um, lead guitar and we just came up at that time I think it was a set, six track set list and said right well get hold of some of the singers that are playing on the Saturday who wants to sing this this and this so we got six singers and literally the first time that them songs were done as a whole was on that night there and then yeah. on the stage um, so that, it, it went a lot better than expected and then we did it again uh, the year after and it was good again and then last year uh, we changed because Mickey Richards couldn't play uh, drums. So Dave Sanders came in for Falling Red. Again, worked really well. And then this year, we, we've sort of changed. Kira, my lad, keeps joining in. Yeah. Again, he's played a lot this year. Um, but Rich is obviously on tour. And I think he'll be in, is it in Japan or somewhere? It might even be, I don't know. Anyway, it, it's something that he should have been able to give up to play for the NLC All-Stars, but refused to. Yeah. <laughs> he, he sort of found Cradle of Filth far better. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so we've got Kyle Lamley from Thea in his place yeah. now as well. So, so it's ten, 10 tracks as well this year, 10, ten sets. It's going to be fun. But it always goes down well. It's a bit of a party. Yeah, I was going to say it's a nice way. Yeah. It's a Saturday night, isn't it? It's a Saturday night, yeah. We finish it on the Saturday night. It's just a bit of a, in a way, you have your headline band and then the, the lads come it's on. And it's, it's a bit of an after party. It's like, like an after show, yeah. isn't it? And it's all covers. Rather, there's no original stuff. Yeah. It's all covers of various bands, and it's it's just a good time, really. You know, just everybody to blow off steam and relax and have fun. Yeah. So. And you mentioned uh, JJ. There, uh, obviously, yes. as we, we mentioned earlier, he's part of the team behind that helps you. Yeah, he is now. Put the show together. Yeah. Which obviously, I think, it's it's, you, it's so important, isn't it, to have the right. It is for the first few years. I sort of did everything myself, uh, and I think it's 2014. Um, Steve Mason got involved. Um, the twisted one was his cut. I called himself. <laughs> he got involved with us that year and helped me out that year, which was great. Uh, and then the year after, I think I, I sort of did it myself again. And then it, it happened by fluke in a way because um, Spill Sixteen was supposed to be playing. JJ was a guitarist, um, and they split up. Uh, so he, he wasn't going to play and I'd always been in contact with, with JJ anyway and uh, he got sort of disheartened with music yeah I'm sure he won't mind me telling everybody this anyway because it, it, everybody's heard it before and he got disheartened with music um, and I just said to him look don't give up come and play with the All-Stars well, I don't know I said come on come and play with the All-Stars get, get on board with the All-Stars this was the first year we did it and he played with it, and he sort of reignited his love of everything we were doing music-wise. And from then on, he's, he's been an integral part of the All-Stars, and he's helped me a lot with um, stuff behind the scenes, getting bands in, people he knows. Just having those, I suppose, music comments. Yeah. He likes to think of himself as a rock star. Seriously? <laughs> nah, he's not. He's, he's not a right guitarist, but rock star. <laughs> he's not a rock star. So does that mean you can basically take credit for the main grains? I I I I took JJ and took him out of the gutter. Yeah. So without them, there's, without that, there's so no. without without him reuniting. I've already told Danny McCormack this anyway. Says without without me, he wouldn't be going. There you go. <laughs> I don't think he believes me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just a, it's one of them fun stories you have, isn't it? That, yeah. uh, we can all take the Mickey out of non-stop. But yeah, JJ's top guy, uh, Lindsay. His his now wife. She helps out a lot as well. Two years ago, we decided we'd sell certain things. We'd never done it before. Um, so we, we, we had the, the comic that we'd yeah, produced. Yeah. We said we'd sell that. We'd sell some stickers and T-shirts. So we had um, the NLC Merch Girls came on board, which was great. To my wife, Elaine, she's always sat on the door for, 
every year. Yeah. She, she just sits on that door for two days. It's, it's soul-destroying. But she loves it because she talks non-stop to everybody and hugs and kisses and you name it, that's what, what happens. Um, so we had the, the, the three girls came on board, Tuesday, Donna and Lindsay, our merch girls, do a fantastic job. We, we turn it into... Was it three years ago we turned it into orange and black? So literally, yes, yeah. The that were critical had always had the orange and black logo, but we turned everything we did for the festival into orange and black. So there's feather boas and there's hats and there's beach balls, blow up, <laughs> blow up guitars, blow up microphones. The whole lot just happens, and it just becomes that big rock and roll party. That's that's what you know what what started it really. But just having that small team of backing behind you certainly takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. on the weekend because all the raffle. I can now just go, they are girls, you sort that out. Or the teacher, they are girls, you sort them out. And then we can just concentrate on everything else. Kira and my lads run backstage seven years. Yeah. So bearing in mind the first one, well, the first one he didn't, sorry, but 2012 would have been the first one. So six years ago, he was 15 and he ran a festival backstage. Yeah. Bang on wow. time. And that's some going because there's not many. Yeah. He's done that ever since, as, as well as playing, you know, with the all stars and various things and, and jumping around like a loony. Yeah. Um, and he, he loves it. He's not doing it this year. In fact, JJ's running backstage this year. So I'm a bit worried. <laughs> a little bit worried about this one. This is, this is audio, but yeah. um, so no one else would have seen the sort of face change. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I had a band member who we JJ's doing backstage. We're worried. <laughs> It'd be all right. We'll keep him off the run. Don't worry. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So uh, that, that's the way it is. And then the All Stars will disappear Saturday lunchtime and do a, an hour's rehearsal all together, first time. Uh, and, <laughs> and it, you know, just having that support there, it's a support network. And, yeah. Plus the support of, of what people you could call fans and supporters have now come on board. And if shout out for raffle prizes, I mean, I've got people going to every gig that they go to and going up to the band saying, I'm going to this gig, yeah. can you get me a raffle prize? And they're coming back saying, I've got an album and a T-shirt, I've got this, it's all signed, I've got drum skin. I thought, this is mad. Yeah. So it's literally now a big cohesive unit coming together to just make this, I suppose, what we could say is probably the biggest party we can make it. Yeah. And I think um, as well, what's brilliant about it, as I said, it's a family-friendly festival. It is. And obviously... You don't, you know, in a event, you get a lot, obviously, big festivals that are family-friendly mm. to a degree, but mm. to have one in a small venue, that often those kind of events aren't. Yeah. And I know my lad, he came down on Sunday last year. He loved it, didn't he? He loved it, and he's coming back. I mean, he's a huge, he loves mm. the idol dead, mm. I think. And uh, I think he spent most of the day. He did, and he's a, rock, he's a wrestling fan yeah, as well. So he spent a lot of time with Dave Sanders and yeah. wrestling. And, and he's already Fantastic. looking, I think he's already looking forward to, to, the, to yeah. doing that again, yeah, that, that'd be awesome. It's all that, that's what we're about. Is it get get? I mean, I know I think the maze has got is it an eighteen plus or a sixteen plus age on there? Normally for kids, normally, yeah, I think. Um, but I had a good chat with Gaz and Ben at the time. I said, look, we do this for kids. Can we make it open age so long as they're kept within certain boundaries yeah. and everything else? Yeah, yeah, no problem. We've never had any issues at all, uh, and we've had probably. It's not masses of children. Probably four, five, six every year have come down. They've come down. They've had their headphones on. Yeah. You know, they've really enjoyed themselves. The bands love it. You know, they'll go and get some time by the bands. The bands love it. And, you know, they'll sometimes get up on stage. And, <laughs> and that's the other thing we do. Is let all the, the, we, I don't introduce the bands anymore. No, you, you put a thing the, the audience introduce the bands. And we put a thing out and say, who wants to introduce such a body? And they get the chance to come up and introduce their favourite band and have a bit of banter with them and what have you. <laughs> Um, and that that works as well. So, although I can sit here as a facilitator, if that's what we call it, the whole thing is now other people. Does that mean, does that mean you actually? There's an element that you actually get to enjoy the. Um, yes, a, a bit more. Like last year was probably the first year where I, we did all the, all the introductions and various things. I really enjoyed that because I didn't have to be thinking. God, I've, got to, I've got to be there. I've got to be there. Uh, so you get to, I got to meet a lot more people. And I found in the first three or four years, I actually didn't know half the people yeah. coming to the festival. Did you say busy? And people, I'd, I'd walk into a venue and go, hey, Pete, how are you? <laughs> All right. Who is it? 
Is it? <laughs> and I haven't got a clue because you don't meet these people no. because you're always elsewhere. You, yeah, heads. But over the, yeah, over the last few years, you get to meet a lot of them. That, that's that's the, a really nice thing to be able to do that. Um, and also, I get to spend a bit more time with the girls and the ladies from uh, child abuse as well. So you can have a good chat with them over the yeah. weekend. Um, takes a lot of pressure off, which is nice. That, that, that's Having a team takes that pressure off. You've still got the pressure knowing that things are going to run smooth. Of course, yeah. And I'm still running about to say, we're 10 minutes late, what I was are you gonna doing? Say, you're going to be the first port of call yeah. if something doesn't. Yeah, my phone, uh, you know, I, I always you know, have my phone number and everything else. But yeah, it, it helps. It certainly does help. And it's took a big load off, which, yeah. which is amazing. And they're, they're such a good team as well. We have such good fun and banter. It's, it's, it's crazy. We're, norm- we're normally up the banter round about, it's actually started. Mid-March time is when we start up yeah. banter on the Facebook yeah, yeah. page and we really take the mickey yeah, out of people. You, I saw your posts about someone that had uh, lost a ticket and he's like, I won't name and shame him, and then about 10 minutes oh, later. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know that some, yeah. they bought the tickets last year, you know that someone's going to lose them. And, and I, I thought, who's it going to be? Well, the first lad did it, and I thought, yeah, I, yeah, I knew it to be it. <laughs> but then when, when the, the second guy came on board, and he said, I've lost my tickets. Yes, this is this is gold. This is going to be gold. <laughs> Best part about it is he hasn't. He says he hasn't lost his tickets. He's lost his sisters and his brother-in-law's tickets. All right, okay. The way I look at his, he's, he's, lost, he's lost his, yeah. his brother-in-laws, and the two girls can come. In. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing, really. mentioned then obviously the uh, RACPA yeah. people so it seems a good time to come on to the yeah. um, RACPA which as you said is a uh, rock against child pornography and abuse yeah. uh, you they've been part well you've supported them from the start yeah um, that's right and then I think probably in line with when you sort of turn to the, the new style the rock of children yeah it was, yeah, was 2015 you've also You've got the, uh, is the autism. Autism. Yeah, well, what happened was is, is we were doing um, a bit of charity work. Uh, I did a 24-hour radio show. Uh, I remember, yeah. For Awareness for Autism, um, based in Ilkeston. So we did a bit of work for them, and we did the first year, uh, 2015, with them. Um, and then things went a little bit sour for various reasons, uh, which I won't go into. But it, it went pretty sour. Um and a lot, so a lot of personal attacks came our way to to the family, and I thought, oh, no, I'm not having this for the charity. And that's not right. You know, yeah. we've raised over two grand for you, and now you're literally lambasting us all over Facebook. I'm not having it. So I said, that's it. So, but we still wanted to support autism in in a, in, a, in some way. Suppose a couple of friends who, who worked at autistic schools and, and what have you. Um, and, they, and I said, well, we could give to Autism UK. People are, said, yeah, but the problem is that money goes into a big pot. I said, right. He said, so you won't know where your money goes. Yeah. Fair enough. I said, well, I, I've always been a firm believer that if you raise money for somebody, you want to know where that money goes and what that money is yeah. spent on. And I'm also a firm believer that whatever you raise your money for should go to the right source. So to me, if we're raising money for children, of child abuse or autism, that should go to them people, yeah. not to the big management boys or to some corporate person in an office who presses buttons. That, that's my opinion. A lot of people disagree with that, I do know, but that's the way I look at it. So I said, well, the best way of doing this then, and we already knew that iPads helped autistic children massively in education because there's so many apps out there now that not just at home but at school they can use that – they interact with that brings on any learning difficulties they may have. It helps them with it. And they can sit in a classroom with it with able-bodied children and work through similar things that they're yeah. able-bodied children. So they're not then excluded from classes and various things. But we're also aware that an iPad can cost 500 quid. Yeah. So a lot of the schools, it's without, with, not within their budgets or they haven't got enough budget to get enough iPads for kids. Yeah. So we decided that it isn't a charity. Anybody 
that says it's a project that we started up. So it's the NRC for Autistic Children project. And basically what we do is at the end of the festival, we'll look at the money, we'll split the money, and then we buy iPads and we gift the iPad to a school that needs yes, it. Yeah. Our idea was it wouldn't just be in the local area. Bearing in mind, I've already said there's only 20% of tickets yeah. sold from the local area. We would go to the areas where our supporters come from. So I think up to now we've we've donated eight iPads um, in schools in Northumbria, Cumbria, the North, and a couple in the Midlands. Uh, one in Norfolk as well. So they've gone to places we know. Them schools have then sent photos and thank you letters back showing the kids using yeah, them. So we've got that, not ownership, but the knowing that them things that we've done have gone to the right places. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, you're, you know, what your money's <coughs> gone said, you know, we're, we're, we're out doing what you wanted it yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's helping an autistic child to become better and it's helping their parents, it's helping their school. I think the key, I think perhaps the key thing that I think you said there was the inclusion side of yeah. it, as you said, because of I think one of the people, perhaps one of the things people don't realise as much you know mm-hmm. people know autism they know the issues and you know and it's obviously there's a lot more there's knowledge more there now, isn't there? a lot more. but it is and for, particularly for a child to be excluded mm. to, or to feel excluded mm. is, is, is pretty much as bad that's the, yeah. perhaps that's the worst part of it yeah. isn't it and i think if you can help a lot, of, a lot, of, these, away, a lot of these kids are brilliant yeah they are brilliant kids um and it it's just a stigma that people have and you know they need to Take time out and find out about it, really. I knew nothing about it. No. In 2014, I was, I was as blind as everybody else, probably. Uh, but I took out took a lot of time to find out about it. We, we know a lot of people now that have got autistic children. It's strange. There's a lot of autistic children uh, in families that are into the rock in bands. Yeah. There's some of the biggest band members, uh, even in Anthrax, big bands like Anthrax, they've got autistic children. And whether that's a thing because of the brilliance of the minds and everything else, I don't know, or, or whatever. So it sort of worked in the right direction to have a you know rock festival and to raise this. Plus, we'd already been doing the uh, the abuse side of it for Rackpa, and it just made that sense to turn it into something. You know, we're raising money for children. Yeah. Um, we've also helped another charity called Be Brave Bears. Um, I mean, this is it's such a simple idea. It's, it's like a £30 donation buys a, a really nice bear uh, for a sick child uh, who are nominated by certain people. Some of these kids are dying and, yeah. and what have you. It's shocking really, when you read up about them that a lot of them are terminally ill and, and, and will never recover. There's a lot of them disabled and will never recover. But these bears put a smile on the face. Yeah. And it's £30. Uh, yeah, it's Be Brave Bears, it's called, .co.uk. You go on there, you can see the children that need it, you make a donation. And and we've done several of them. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think we've done 10, which is 300 quid out of 20,000. It's nothing. Well, it's 10 kids that you put a smile on so their face. It, and, 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 we had, and that's all you can do. Some of the messages I've had back, I actually shared a few of the messages this last year, have been unbelievable from parents. It's a thirty-pound donation. Yeah. The, the parents just want to write to you and thank you, and it's it's humbling. It's very very humbling to see that side of things. Uh, and same with the autistic side. You know, the, the the thanks we get is like we don't want the thanks. We just want to help. But the thanks you get back, it just humbles you to yeah. the core. Really. It, it is, and I think I think it's nice. It is nice to see. It is what you've done. Is you can is to see the. The real, the real impact it's having, as opposed to just. To, to, this is what I'm saying. Rather than going into a corporate part, you, you, we, I, I never wanted that. We, we always wanted to support something that we could see was happening. With Rapper, they do an unbelievable job. That I don't think ninety percent of the the community in the country could do. Yeah, and dealing with child abuse, counselling people that have had abuse. It isn't always children. A lot of the people that they counsel are adults that were abused as children, they've carried that abuse for 30, 40, 50 years. And every year, every single year at our festival, there's at least one different person come forward to the charity to talk about that they've been abused. Yeah. 
So they've never been able to do it before. But because they're at the festival, because they're within this friendly family atmosphere, because they're there, they felt they've been able to open up. Yeah. And they've gone on to be counselled and various things. So not only is it a monetary thing, it's an awareness thing. And it's also a help to these people that, you know, they're getting the help from the right place. Rapid air to other festivals now as well, which is fantastic. They've got the info bus, uh, minibus, which yeah. we help keep on yeah. the road for several years. I, I couldn't do their job. I literally couldn't do their job. And, and they also do a lot of online work, um, especially with the sexploitation business as it is now, and yeah. online exploitation and everything else. And trying to keep your kids safe. Yeah, say a lot of their work is if you go If you go onto their, their um, webpage, everything is there. The resources are there that you need. Um, you can download, I think you can download it all. It's um, rakpauk.org, which is R-A-C-P-A-U-K.org. There's a donate button on there as well. Yep. If you want to donate to them direct, you can do. I know that every penny goes to the right place because every person within Rapper is a volunteer. They don't get paid. Um, but the job they do is it's unbelievable. So anybody who can find time, go and have a look. And, and I say, all the resources are there. So you can just look at it yourself and you can see exactly what they do, which is it's unbelievable. I think, and obviously this is not really the platform to mm. into that, but I think the, the point you made there was the, the council side. And yeah, like you say, so many victims will carry that and you know, oh, I mean, for years and years you know i'm sure as you say every year someone comes forward and there'll be everyone will know somebody and mm -hmm. quite possibly you might not know that you know somebody Absolutely. but and i think that's an area there's obviously there's a lot and especially the media that go straight in yeah. dealing with the actual incidents when they happen but that yeah that or while that might give the justice to the victims mm -hmm. doesn't help them yeah they're still carrying I, that with them i was there's a member of our team that works with us on the festival they came forward yeah never had done before there's members of certain bands have come forward never have done before i think you that, that that to me is, is a win situation yeah. well you, you would say if, you, if that's what if, you if know if only one person came forward that's one person who wouldn't that's it come forward. that's it but that that you know every year these people and that that is a good thing about the festival it is an awareness thing we've always said it isn't always about the money it's, it's brilliant we're raising yeah. this money and we're keeping things going but it is raising the awareness for autism. It is raising the awareness for, for child abuse and everything else. And, and people go away, probably in a way, a little bit more blessed with their own lives that they haven't gone through it. Yeah. Um, and that's how I certainly feel sometimes. And, you know, you know, there for the grace of God go we that this never happened to us. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but it's nice that what we've done as a festival, and I say we because it is that collective, has helped people yeah um so just by helping people we, we, we've done what we, we set out to do really so you know. excellent so uh we're gonna have to wrap up shortly yeah. but um so bring it all around this as you sure. said and as you've made very very clear this is the last one <laughs> it is the last one <laughs> um, yeah which only leaves really is so what what then for you are you just gonna go back to being a fan yeah yeah still support the music industry best we can we're leaving our facebook page open um for support uh, and we'll we'll support everything we can still the same way as we do now so music wise band wise the the charities will still put stuff out there i mean when this one's over we'll still have the funding to sort out to you know to to work out where things are going and how it's going yes of course yeah um but then obviously once it's over it'd, be, it'd just be nice to be able to sit back and, and look back on it we may, we may, and I'm saying may, because it may not happen, but it may happen, uh, do a DVD of this year okay. um, to sell. Which something we've, we've done CDs before. Yes, yeah, so you used to do this. But we've got a couple of great videographers coming this year. They did last year, separate days. They were outstanding. But one of the guys now is taken to doing, like, multicam and going through the mixing desk. And the video oh, is producing. Outstanding. So we're hoping that we could probably put a, a, a couple of hours video together at the band's. I've asked them, can they get around the crowd and get talking to the crowd about the, what they think of the last few years? Yeah. So it'll just be like a closure, in a way, of, of everything we've done. So that, that's the aim, anyway. But, yeah, I, I still, yeah, we'll still go to gigs. We'll still be fans. We'll still be friends with everybody. We'll still talk to everybody. You're looking forward to being able to, to just go out and enjoy it, you know, it as a fan. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. And I always say it's a lot of stress and a lot of hassle. But I do enjoy it. You can't, I, yeah. you, know, you, you can't not enjoy it. No. Um 
but it'll just be nice not to have to. And things are getting harder. Every year is getting harder. There's more festivals opening. Of course, yeah. There's more things going on. There's more people to spend the want to spend the money on. So it just gets harder and harder every year to Less keep rolling. <laughs> yeah. But and as we cropped up, both of us have said earlier, it's, it's actually it's getting more and more difficult to spread the word. And I know this is a constant mm-hmm. problem you've had this year, where you basically you 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 only hope now with other people yeah. that you do it all the time. And yeah. other people, because unless you're willing to to spend a, a lot of money on Facebook sponsored ads, you the, that it's so difficult to get your work. The other thing I'll say as well is the mainstream media are not interested. Yeah. And when I'm talking mainstream media, whether this will go down well, it's your people like ITV News, your people like your mainstream BBC radio stations, your Nottingham Evening Post, all these people, they're not bothered. All they want is, can you tell us the story of somebody that's been abused that you've saved? <laughs> no, well, you wouldn't do that. No, that's that's, that's that confidentiality person, anyway. If that person, that's not that's yeah. not for us. All we want to tell you about is what we do, yeah, and why we do it. Well, unfortunately, in this day of media, it's not a in-your-face story, is it? Yeah. So, uh, so to people like yourself, Darren, that have supported us over the years, we, we can't thank you enough for that because obviously you've been on board. No, watch radio have as well. Yeah, it's been brilliant. So, yeah, it comes to an end. It's going to be one almighty huge party, guaranteed. Um. I've heard there's bubble machines and all sorts <laughs> coming this time. I'm not sure. That could be interesting. Have you, t- have you bought the week after all so you can recall? <laughs> you know what? We're going to Spain four days after. Have you? Near my, blame, yeah. Me and my missus are escaping. Yeah. We're leaving Kieran on his own to look after himself. <laughs> so we're escaping. We're off to be mum and dad. So we're, we're gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it gives us a chance to unwind the thing. Yeah. I, 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 over the years, I've always tried to sort of not get too emotionally attached to it. It's getting hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting hard. I so, guess the thing as well, you've all you've every other year you've gone straight from doing that to already straight on yeah. to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe I don't know. There's, there might be an element of a, a sort of grieving process. Yeah, in a, in a, I think I think it just will be emotional anyway. Yeah. The whole the whole weekend. It, it sort of got to that stage a little bit last year with certain things that went on, and I think this year is going to be no different. So. But uh, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun. And the the Idle Dead are closing out. They they yeah. played seven of the eight festivals. Yeah, no other band played that many. I know so my they, lads look forward to seeing them. Again. So they're closing out the Sunday. What a way to finish, really. Yeah, um, it's, it's just gonna be good. It's gonna be I think it is. It's, it's, I say he's done such great. You know, he's done great. We've raised some great money, but it's also been great partying, great for the local. Yeah. music scene yeah. you know, obviously the bands have come from all over the place yeah. but it's great to have Nottingham it's that, it's achieved it's achieved what it set out to achieve and it's it's been seven years of fun partying a lot of good friends and as, as I said before none of it could have happened without the bands the maze Gaz and Steph Ben the whole lot Orange, yeah. Orange Amps yourselves <laughs> people who supported us Keith Lamley's and other guys support us massively um, over the years. All these people that support us, it would never have happened. And the fans and the bands themselves coming down, doing what they do. It's NLC. That's what it's all about. Brilliant. And the charities. So. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking time out. Obviously, you're thank you, Darren. particularly so close when you're obviously still getting every little bit done. But We're nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> We're nearly right. there. Excellent. Thanks very much, Darren. Okay. Good luck with the final. Yeah. Legacy. Cheers, Thank you. Thank you once again for Dave Tong for joining us. Uh, the NLC and Orange Amplifiers Rocking for Children Festival takes place on the 5th and 6th of May at the Maze. Uh, as Dave said, it has sold out. But if you do check out the Facebook page, which can the group which you can find, if you search for Rocking for Children 2018, you never know, uh, Tickets, a couple of tickets may become available nearer the date. But it uh, looks like it's going to go out with a bang. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. 
So thanks for joining us. Thanks to Dave and thanks for everyone who's listened. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, that's pretty much it for this week's show. Um, no announcement on who next week's guest is, but we've got some great shows lined up. Um, no fixed dates on when these will air yet, but some of the guests we've got lined up for you uh, include uh, Matt Turpin, who is the founder and editor of the Beestonian magazine. Uh, that's just had a grant to help it grow, and we'll be talking about that, and as well as his work with the UNESCO City of Literature team which he was a big part of, and uh, no doubt talking about the news that I saw today, that uh, the that Nottingham and Norwich will host the 2019 uh, City of Literature event, and it's being tagged Notwich, so hopefully we can find out a bit more about that when we speak to Matt. We're also going to be speaking to uh, Georgina Wilding, who is the Nottingham Youth Poet Lorette, and obviously Nottingham Poetry Festival is coming up soon, so we'll have plenty to talk to Georgina about. We've got a show lined up as a guest. We'll have Daniel Hoffman Gill. He's an actor and writer who hails from Nottingham and is perhaps best known for his appearance in Doctor Who alongside Peter Capaldi a couple of years back. And also Alice Short, who's a singer, songwriter, and poet, and who grabbed a bit of attention when she released a song. I think it was something like Harvey Weinstein is a prick or something like that in the midst of the allegations against him. So some great guests lined up. We've got some others in the works that we can't announce yet, but plenty going on, plenty more NG Meet shows to come. If you're interested in being a guest or know somebody who should be, let us know. Please give us a follow and a like if you can and, sh- and uh, let us know what you think of the show and feel free to sh- spread the word on it. Uh, so that's it for this week. Don't forget you can check us out on all the usual facebook.com forward slash NG Digital. It's Twitter is at NGDigitalUK and of course you can check out all our shows at NGDigital.podbean.com and we're available on iTunes and other podcast apps and hopefully we'll have the new website up in the next few weeks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Great to have you in. We hope to have you back soon and goodbye. NG Meets is brought to you by NG Digital. Visit our website at www.ng-digital.co.uk and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ngdigital or follow us on Twitter at ngdigitaluk.